Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Mysterious AF. Oh, sorry. The southern accent is coming out. We were just... Please, please keep we it going. We were just giggling about it earlier. <laughs> I'm Celesta and my lovely co-host, lovely, handsome, whatever. Both are Both. valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fitting. <laughs> Both are very fitting. <laughs> I'm Charles. In his very stunning pineapple jumpsuit. Yeah, it's a romp him. Oh, I'm sorry. Romper. Romper. It's the masculine version of romper. It's a romp him. I learned that from Will and Grace. Oh. Yeah, it's... I really like it. The summer fashion. It's very comfortable. Well, I mean, I like wearing it. It has pockets, but it's this material does not breathe, so I'm actually sweating oh. like horribly underneath this. Okay, I'm glad well, you can't see show. it. Yeah, because I'm wearing this to a wedding tomorrow, and it's an outdoor wedding, and I'm kind of testing it out tonight to make sure sweat stains don't show. It doesn't. Um, <laughs> I'm too hippie for those. I wish I could wear them. But my top is really small, and my ass is really big, so... I feel like you could find one. Um, yeah. I just need A-line dresses. So. Dress to your body type. Yep. Exactly. Good to know. Fashion tips. You're getting them for free right here. <laughs> That'll be a bonus episode yeah. coming your way soon. Yes. <laughs> All right, Charles. What did we watch this week? I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> this week, we watched the beautiful Love and Saucers, which is on Hulu as of right now. It was released on March 7th, 2017, and the synopsis that I read was David Huggins, 72, claims to have lost his virginity to an extraterrestrial being as a young man and creates art to express his feelings about his inner species romance. Yep. Had you heard about him before? No. Well, actually, I might have in passing on some other, you know, maybe like the Whatcast mentioned him before, but... Never in detail, and I'd never heard of this documentary. I mean, it's only been out for a year, but... Yeah, Mr. Huggins was a complete surprise to me. I had never heard of him. So, I mean, I was the one who suggested this, (laughs) because it was related to another show I watched, which I don't know how it was related, but um, I guess, what were your initial thoughts about, like, getting into this? Um... (laughs) Were you excited? (laughs) Terrified? Horrified? Because I feel like horrified is probably pretty valid. I knew... I would need alcohol to get through it. <laughs> that did help. Yes. <laughs> so much. I I didn't know what to expect. I, I think it was disconcerting because of how old this man was. It's like listening to your grandpa talk about his first escapades. And it's like, you Ooh. just don't want to hear about it. Yeah, you don't. You but we don't. do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, one of those things you can't look away from. Right. But you can't stop watching. And I mean, and I was very happy. This was only about an hour long. Yeah, it wasn't too long. So, you know, most of the time ours are like an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes. So it, and you know, when you're taking notes on these things, it takes like three hours to get through something. So this, I was very pleased with short Mm -hmm. and sweet to the point. Yeah. Tell us about the starting of the movie because it's very... We just jump right in. We meet David. Well... When I was 17, I lost my virginity to a female extraterrestrial. Um, that's all I can say about it. Whoa. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. And okay. was it really important to it's note like, that it was a female E.T.? Well, was, I, I was like not. somebody expecting him to be like, <laughs> no homo or something. Like, I, he yeah. seemed pretty, 
you know. He's pretty liberal. Liberal. Living in New York. I saw an Obama-Biden sticker on his refrigerator. He's an artist. So, I mean, yeah, I feel like he's probably been around all kinds of people his entire life. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what is this documentary going to be about? Oh, okay. We get it right at the beginning. His art and sex with aliens. Mm -hmm. And, yes, a lot of the art is of him having sex with aliens. Oh, gross. (laughs) It, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> and then we get to see him light a candle in his studio. And at this time, I thought he was in a studio apartment. And yeah. he starts meditating and reading from what I thought was a journal describing his encounters. But it sounds like a script to me. Yeah, I think it's his script that he's it writing is. for his movie or whatever. So while he's reading the script, we cut to images of his paintings. And he's saying, sit, remove clothing, lie down. Apparently, this is what the alien was telling him to do. He is aware of the beings. They are standing over him. They are touching his body. David becomes aroused. The woman is there. She looks at David and then eases on top of him. They watch as David and the woman have sex. Soon it is over. The woman looks at him, a slight smile on her face. It sounds like erotica. (laughs) It is erotica. Aliens are touching his body. He becomes aroused. He says aroused so much in this movie. Yeah. And it didn't. Yeah, it's, like I said, it. I think it's just because he's an older gentleman. Not that not that your sex life have, has to end when you get older, but <laughs> it's just odd. And he's so matter of fact about he it. He is. He is so, like. Like, he's told the story a hundred times and he's like, this is what happened. Like, you'd be talking to your best friend yeah. about how you lost your virginity, but yeah. his is to an alien. And, and then. We get the credits, which were displayed over images of David's messy apartment. Yep. And I was like, did, I'd be like, if I'm going to be on a documentary, I would like to have my shit looking presentable. Sure, yeah, clean it up a little bit, you know. Um, when you get that age. Yeah, I guess I'd be like, I don't give a Life fuck. is too short It's for done. Cleaning. Yeah, I'm painting, I'm happy, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. They did show a VHS called The Day of the Dolphin. I don't know why they show that, but I was I was like, oh, I've never sh- even heard of that. Yeah, I haven't either. I it looked like something I would watch because, I mean, dolphins are, like, cute. Yeah. I fed them at SeaWorld once. Oh. Mm-hmm. San Antonio. What, what? We kind of just jump into his life. He tells us a little bit about where he came from and what he's doing now. He lives in Hoboken, New Jersey, currently. I thought it was really funny where they show him going to get a cup of coffee and he's just like, oh, yes. I'm so like, good. And he's like, he offers the documentary yeah. guy some coffee, which and I thought was very sweet. That, that hit my heart because I was like, Southern I love hospitality. Coffee. He's well, from Georgia. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you love coffee. And so I love coffee. So maybe you like, should go visit you. David. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we can be invited to visit David after he hears this. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he tells us he's writing the script and works part time at a deli. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds like typical New Jersey lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't work at a deli in New Jersey? Is there anything else to do there? I don't, I don't know. know. I've never been to New Jersey. But really you can gamble there in Atlantic City because I feel like that's the place I would go to. Really? Yeah. And really? play What Would Sharon Stone Do? Which is the game I always play when I go to Vegas. Because I saw the movie Casino and Sharon Stone was my idol in that movie. And oh. she just like flirts with the rich guys and gets them to buy her drinks and yeah, gets to wear nice. fabulous outfits. So That sounds ideal. Small detour. Sorry about that. But <laughs> What Would Sharon Stone Do? Remember that next time you're at a casino. Get men to buy you drinks and other things. Back to this old man. <laughs> <laughs> so he's meditating. 
He's om. We actually get to hear him do the om. I don't know mm-hmm. what that is. Chanting. Um, and then we see him throwing the I Ching. I Ching. I, Ching. Which I, I thought it was EG because I couldn't get captions to work on my damn Roku. But oh. Charles informed me. It's, yeah, it's, it's Yi Yi Ying is how it's. Oh, well, that was not how the captions spelled it. No, you're right. It's spelled oh. that way. But in if you're saying it in Chinese, in Mandarin, it's Yi Ying. Okay. At, at least the right. best Rosetta of my Stone. You can <laughs> best of my American Midwestern <laughs> accent. So yeah, so it's this. I don't want to say like a fortune telling. Oh, I looked it up. Let me write. Let me. Uh... Yeah, because this was actually really interesting because he's throwing coins on a floor yeah, and then throwing... consulting this manual. Yeah, of... he's throwing pennies on the floor. I was like, why? What? So we're gonna do this tonight after we finish this. Oh, heck actually, yeah, we are. So it's an ancient Chinese text. <laughs> Meaning Book of Changes. And the reading involves tossing three coins six times and recording the number of heads and tails. That's a lot of times. Yeah. So I at first I I looked this up and they have special coins, but I'm pretty sure David was using pennies because you just need heads or tails. Yeah. I'm not going to buy special coins. No. No. That's That's a scam. Maybe we'll use quarters to be extra fancy, but... Yeah. So he's throwing these coins to determine the meaning of last night's dreams, which... Right. Uh, I don't know. I was like, they have, like, dream interpretation mm-hmm. manuals, but mm-hmm. I guess he has to use the I Ching. One thing I noted was that he has a pack of Parliament cigarettes, mm-hmm. which those were my, I have some extra money slash bougie cigarettes when I was a oh. smoker, because they were, like, super expensive back then really well compared to like marlboros or camels they were because they had like the special filter but i was like damn david I'll getting the them saved yeah he needs to save himself for the aliens i, I know those aliens be are gonna be pissed in... about his yeah. black lungs yeah. and his tartar teeth mm-hmm. stained tar mm-hmm. stained teeth not tartar teeth i don't know <laughs> they might be tartar <laughs> and he talks about his love of impressionistic art yes um monet yes. manet all the all, all the, the other artists like yeah that do paintings and stuff right and he says he's not sure what style his are in mm-hmm. uh but yeah explicit is how i would um, describe his paintings exactly pornographic pornographic yeah i was trying to be nice with the boobs explicit. for days oh my gosh so many boobs oh gosh Man, and likes... his penis yes i yeah. forgot about that oh no we're gonna get into that david penis here in a little bit and then the movies Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So many movies. I'm standing before a a collection of science fiction horror movies. There's a couple of thousand VHSs here. He just likes VHS and the sound of VHS. Like, his entire... So picture, like, a wall of a living room with shelving, like, all over the wall, but covered with VHSs. Like, it's... I mean, it's like a blockbuster in his But it's all, like, horror sci-fi. It's not... I mean, he might have a few here and there that aren't, but yeah. he said it's mostly, like, sci-fi weird. Yeah, he has one called S, which I thought was <laughs> really funny. It's apparently about a half-man, half-snake, um, and he descri- they actually show footage from the movie. Yeah. It looks like something I might watch. Um, yeah, I would totally be into that. There was one when we were kids that was, and I think he brings up a different one about, like, bug people, oh. ant people, but there was one, I think it was just called Ants. Oh, we watched it all the time as children. It was like... Like A-N-T-Z with the ant people with... I think Sharon Stone does a voice in that movie. 
No, it was much earlier. It was black and white. Oh, okay. It was. It looked like real, like they just close up of real ants. Oh. But then they were like destroying towns and cities and eating people. As ants do. Yeah. Yeah. Those terrors um, of the. But really guard. entertaining. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I could watch movies with him. Like he oh, and definitely. I might like have some of the same taste. Definitely. You guys would probably watch movies with him. I don't want to hear about his alien sex life, but I would watch no. movies with him. Yeah. <laughs> so now we get a title card that says childhood. So we are going back in time with David to hear about how he grew up in Georgia on a farm. He grew up on a farm. He enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. He said. Grandparents took him to a lot of the those like revivals, like the old school revivals. That were intense. Intense. Yeah. They just traveled through towns. But he said that actually turned him off from religion. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this is not his footage, but they show footage of people, like, holding snakes, and he talks the about speaking in stuff. tongues, like, the yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh, I don't know what child would want to be subjected to that, that's kind of no, scary. that would freak me out. Like, why are you holding a snake in my face, sir? Get it away from me, and yeah. why is this woman writhing on what the floor? Is, what does it have to do with Jesus? Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he also says that he is, his background is part English and part Native American. I don't know if he thinks that's sort of a connection to more of a spiritual realm. Uh, yeah. He doesn't really go into it, but there you go. Well, and he also goes on to say that he saw things that no one else in his family saw. And so, because he has an older brother. I don't remember. I don't know. I feel like he has siblings. I don't know why. Probably. I might be getting him mixed up with somebody else. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people on these ding dang documentaries. <laughs> Probably. That's um, <laughs> Most people back in the day had a well, lot like, of children. Yeah, and especially if they're on a farm, on a farm. we yeah. better pop out them kids so they yep. can go milk the cows. And, exactly. You know, tend the farm and mow. And he starts seeing things as a child. Um, his parents aren't believers in particular, but I think his first encounter seems to be around the age of eight. Yep, in 1952. Was that? That's after Roswell, right? No, yeah, that... 60s. No, Roswell yeah. was 1947. Oh. I'm pretty sure. That was when yeah, that the UFO right. crashed. And then, um, I don't know what happened in the 60s. Lots of hairy arm and sex. Yeah, the moon landing. Which actually just had its anniversary. I know, yeah. Happy anniversary. Maybe. I believe you. You landed on the moon. I know you did. <laughs> yes. Okay. We don't know for sure. Sure. There's always doubt. What do we know for sure, really? Nothing. <laughs> we have wine. Yeah, and it's delicious. That's all we need to know, as long as this never goes away. Uh, so anyway, his first encounter, he sees the little hairy guy, he calls him. But he heard a voice first. Oh, that's right. Sorry. David, behind you. And then he sees. That was creepy. Well, it's creepy if you hear a voice, like a disembodied voice from a hairy creature, like it's going to be like, David, behind you. David. Like, David, look over here. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's he, like a little Sasquatch child. Yeah, that is a really good description because I was like, it's like a teddy bear, but hairy. But no, Sasquatch is way better and, description yeah, with glowing eyes. Yeah, and it was walking toward him, and of course, David, being eight years old, ran away to the barn, and the little guy just turned and went back to the woods, which yep. I would have ran away too. Like, oh yeah, for sure. What is this hairy? thing walking towards yeah. me like no thank you gross and then we get to see actually david on the film he's showing us a painting of the little guy mm-hmm. and having played video games the eyes and everything it reminded me of the skull kid from the legend of zelda ocarina of time or Majora's mask so if you play video games you will get the reference but 
the glowing eyes reminded me of that. So, so. I kind of, and actually, I kind of like that painting. As as I went through this documentary, I was like, okay, what painting would I be willing to buy? That was one of them. Yeah, I didn't have boobs or a penis right. on it. <laughs> so, um, I mean, if you're into that thing, great, go for go it. for it. But yeah, I I don't know, like. So then we hear about his second encounter, which was also in 1952. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to the barn, he hears a noise, and he sees a giant insect-like being that's kind of like a praying mantis. David screams, and then this being, alien thing, sprays him with a bluish-gray oh, liquid. yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he doesn't say that the bluish-gray liquid did anything to him, other than it, he just says it evaporated yeah, quickly. Yeah, and it evaporates quickly, and... There's that. I, yeah. Yeah. So nobody else saw it. No. Giant bugs. Yeah, that's creepy. Um, Ugh. I don't like. I don't even like regular praying mantises. I they just really creep Ooh, me I out. I do like regular. We really? get a lot at our house. Oh, we had one on the door, and I did not leave the house for six days. Oh really? No, I did. I I may oh. need like <laughs> capture it and take it away, but I was like, I am they, not going through that. It's scary. They're my childhood. It's nostalgic for me because we I grew up in West Virginia for a while and we always found praying mantises and walking sticks. So mm-hmm. those are the one type of bug that I can handle. But to see a giant man-sized one, I don't think I'd be cool with that. That would that would scare me. There is an episode of Buffy in season one where there is a giant praying mantis who seduces men to have sex with them and then bites their heads off like ah. regular praying mantises do. Yeah. Yeah. Super great episode. Love Buffy. You do not want to be a male praying mantis. No. Like, your life is shit. Yeah. You're ugly, and then you get your head bit off. What's good about that? Evolutionary. I don't... (laughs) I don't understand that one. But anyway. Yeah. This is not a bug podcast. (laughs) Definitely not. And we don't want to see pictures of them. At least I don't. Maybe Celeste does. Send her your walking sticks and praying mantis... Manti... I like them. Yuck. Anyway. Then we get just more of his experiences. He's just telling us these. I mean, they're just kind of like rattling through these encounters. And David also interestingly says that there is a beautiful silence when the UFOs are Mm -hmm. around, which I thought was interesting because I'd never heard that before. But he describes it as just being very peaceful and serene. And like if there was cicadas or something or crickets, it would just stop and it would be quiet, which I guess that's also kind of creepy. To me, like... Yeah, remember that story I told you about my parents hearing that voice? Yeah. And everything was silent? That's very creepy. Maybe they were freaking abducted. When are they coming on to the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) When they learn about what podcasts are. Great. Can't wait for that. (laughs) So my next thing I had was the beings. Yes. And David describes them. He says, these beings don't seem hostile at all. Mm Mm-hmm. We kind of go through the different things that he's seeing. Right, yeah. So the little greys... He says, you know, they're small, and he thinks that they're the workers. Right. And then there's the hairy guy with Mm -hmm. glowing eyes. Not really sure what his... Yeah, he doesn't really attribute any skill or whatever this thing is supposed to do. I mean, if he's a Sasquatch, he might just be hanging in the woods, and he maybe is, you know, part of that universe, but... Snatching up kids from national parks. Yeah. No. Bastard. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Then he also talks about a tall, thin alien with a knob on the back of his head. And he says that is the man in charge. So this guy is like the manager of the starship. Starship, Starbucks, you know, the guy Starseed. (laughs) Starseed. It looks like a giant penis. He draws it. It looks like a giant penis on the back of his head. Yeah, gross. I did not think of that, but you're right. How could you not think of that? 
I don't know. You thought that camera was a dildo. (laughs) That was one time. This guy has like he has a penis. A stem. A true dickhead. Truly a dickhead. (laughs) Like every manager you've ever known. This guy. He's yeah, a dick. Kid. dick. <laughs> um, and then he talks about the insect being the praying mantis. Mm-hmm. He says that it's scary, but it talked to David as if a child. So I don't know, like, the praying mantis was sounding like a child when it talked. Like, I don't. Or it was speaking to David like, you're dumb and I'm going to talk to you like you're a kid. Yeah. I didn't really understand. I got the impression he meant it was scary looking, but it it was sort Child-like. of. Childlike. Well, he treated David like he was a child. Oh. Most of the time. So it was nice. Kind of it was, was like a. It was nice. Yeah, yeah it was. Then we meet... Oh, Lord. Crescent. Crescent. Scrumfrelescent. I'm, I'm not ready. <laughs> Sorry, you're not ready, but... It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Crescent comes into the scene. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Mm-hmm. Sexy, sexy, sexy. So this was Encounter 21, we were about to hear next, in 1961. This is in Georgia still. David is walking in the woods, as you do. 17-year-old boy. Yeah, walking the along in the woods. The horniest of ages. <laughs> sees a woman under a tree. She starts to approach David. He gets aroused. Again, he says aroused. And... I couldn't get my pants down fast enough. <laughs> I fall back on the ground and I'm lying there. And she's looking at me. And I reach my climax. Which was quite painful, actually. It was very intense. And then... I'm looking into her eyes and I pass out. And all I could just say was, ew. Ew. Ew, David. <gasps> Finally, I can use that. <laughs> if you watch Shit's Creek, you'll know what I'm saying, but ew, David. <laughs> and then we get a picture, a painting, actually. Well, a painting, yeah. We show, We see David holding up his painting of... He's very proud of it. An alien woman writing him cowgirl style. Yep. At this point, I said, this too much. <laughs> <laughs> and it was... Painful. Yes. He said it was painful. His climax was painful. Yeah. Quite painful. Very intense. And then he's like holding up this painting. He's like, virginity lost. And I'm like, oh, you are a creep and a half. Yeah. I said barf Ola. (laughs) That was all I could say to this. Oh, God. Oh, then my next favorite part was when he said he'd, he's like, I figured I'd lose my virginity in the backseat of a Ford, but. Yeah. Instead. In the woods with an alien. Not in a Stalada gas station or something like everybody else <laughs> in the back of a Ford. He's such a romantic. Yeah. So, uh, I guess more about that. Like, he's so matter-of-fact about this. Like, yeah. he doesn't have a shitting, shit-eating grin. He's just like, it's nothing. Like, no big yep. deal. Like This happened and... This is how I lost my virginity. Just telling you a story. Mm. Okay. Uh, I think the next thing is leaving Georgia... Mm-hmm. He said he had to get out of there, so he goes to art school in, I don't know if it's, in, I think it's in New York, not mm-hmm. New Jersey, but. At 19. Yep. Art Students League, New York City. Moving to the big old apple. Yep. So then we get to hear about Encounter 26, New York City, 1965. <sighs> Please tell us what happened. Well, first of all, there's a transit strike. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> no trains, no buses. Ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I can't imagine. Better have a kiki. What's a kiki? Kiki is a party for calming all your nerves. I'll play that song for you after this. I have so much to educate her on, y'all. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So many notes. Okay. So he's walking in the rain when a woman picks him up and takes him home. Mm -hmm. Then that night he has a dream. 
He sees a woman's face. Her eyes are closed. He's mo- she's moving Toward towards him. him and 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 that's it. Yeah, that's the dream. He says every time he wakes up, he heard, "We'll be back tonight." And this goes on for months. Yeah. You have no idea what I was going through. Hey, it was only a dream. No, it wasn't. She's real. No, she's not. I, I'm going back and forth. I just did not know what to think. So then we flash to encounter 41. Well, I have 42, actually. Oh, I have did 41 I 40 and then 42. One? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. so let me tell you about encounter 41, girl. Please do. New York City, 1966. Picture it. He passes the florist, so he gets flowers for this woman that he's seen in his dreams. And he wakes up after he has had the flowers out. And the alien woman took the flowers. Yes. And then we get to your encounter. This is my favorite! Oh, this is my favorite. (laughs) Get excited, y'all. This is her favorite. (laughs) That night, we were rubbing our heads together. Yeah, next time you're with your girlfriend, start rubbing heads. Trust me on this. Like, I mean, it was the best thing for him. And he he really recommends this. Yeah, he's like, you should try that. And I was like, that's, we, yeah. have you done this? That's That was what I wrote down, was to ask you, have you rubbed heads I'm, with Ryan? I've met to rub heads with Ryan since watching this, but I haven't had the opportunity. Like, um, how do you approach somebody to do that? I know, like, just kind of like, I imagine like a cat, like. Right, like, I love you know? it. You know, <laughs> they're like marking their little scent glands right. on you, whatever. But to rub heads with another human, just, I don't get it. Have If well, you have rubbed heads, please tell us. Um, tell us why you like rubbing heads and what so, it does for you. And how do you broach that as a topic to your love interest lover? slash sexual partner for the night? Whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Whoever you're rubbing heads with, please. Please tell us. Enlighten us. It's like uh, butterfly kisses. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and this woman is crescent. Is Crescent. So she, who took his virginity, is still visiting him. Even though he moved from Georgia to New York City, Crescent still wants that David D. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... Then he shows us paintings of them all snugly. And then, appallingly, one of her giving David a hand, Jay. Well. Yuck. Yuck <laughs> city. So gross. Was not prepared for that. I was just like, ah! And then I, of course, had to rewind because I was like, did I really just see that? And it really is. him. This painting of him laying on a bed with her, this alien woman who is horrifyingly alien-like in the face and head. She has no hair. It Um, is bizarre because he shows us her body. It's very mm human-like, except it just looks like a human woman wearing a very pale alien-looking mask with a dark wig. Oh, it did have a wig? You're right, she did have a wig. At one point... Shit. I mean, at one point, he <laughs> he says she he thought it was a wig. Yes, okay, you're right, yeah. So I don't know... So thank God she had a wig on. Yeah, but her body, he paints it like a normal... Human woman body. Human woman body. It's a nice... It is nice. She's fit. <laughs> She's got nice breasts. Uh, they're very even. Uh... <laughs> Very unrealistic, I bet. I don't know. I don't usually see boobs. Let me tell you. One is always bigger than the other. That's what I heard. Always. I did learn that on Superstar. She's like, this is the mama, <laughs> this is the baby. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Great movie. Love Molly Shannon. Love you, Molly Shannon. Thanks for making me laugh all these years. We should watch the movie together sometime. We definitely should. I used to watch it like every day after middle school because I had no friends. 
<laughs> and the tree, her tree boyfriend. Uh, no. oh. Let's spank it. I'll spank it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, he starts to consider her as his girlfriend. Yeah, and then he also keeps talking about his climax. And he calls it a climax. He never says orgasm. He, um, and she's always writing him. Mm-hmm. Like. Because he's paralyzed. Yeah. And he, I don't know. He's not, phys- he's not really paralyzed in real life. He just no, says that he feels no. paralyzed. Yeah. So she's just on top doing all kinds of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like reverse cowgirl, maybe. maybe. I don't know. That's don't... the best way. <laughs> heard it, heard it from, <laughs> <laughs> heard it from Celeste. <laughs> The best way. Reverse cowgirl. God. Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ryan, um. woo. <laughs> um, and he... And, oh, and the insect guy. The insect oh, guy is yes. always there watching. Yeah, so... He's like her guardian or something. He doesn't really talk about why. Yeah, he doesn't tell us. Yeah, so in his paintings, yeah, the insect yeah. guy's there. But he doesn't say why the insect is watching them. But he always comes and goes with uh, Crescent. Crescent. Um, And then David also goes on to tell us that he couldn't keep dates with the human girls from the (laughs) Art Institute. I would have only one date, and that was it. They would find some reason not to go out with me. One date? Yeah, you are having sex with Crescent. Mm -hmm. Did he bring that up on the dates? Because I wouldn't have a second date with that weirdo. Uh, You know, he doesn't say anything Did he show them some of his art? Yeah, because that would definitely kibosh any date I was on. Did he take off his clothes in front of them? (laughs) Like... So then we hear about the children, because it's all about the children. There's mm. always children with these aliens. I had a Stan flashback, did you? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Good I lord. I was a little worried. He tells us about a 1967 encounter. 48. This is encounter 48. Number 48. They number these encounters yeah. on the screen. He must be keeping track of all of them. <sighs> so Crescent comes to him, which is his alien lover lady, and says the baby is dying. And then we also learn that aliens don't know how to hold babies. She picks the baby up out of some uh, container and holds it out in front of her. And the baby's just like dangling. And I say, no, 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 don't hold the baby like that. Cradle the baby in your arms. So David, he had no idea that he had a child. Right. He's like, baby, what baby? He thought the alien lady was just coming to him for sex for fun. Mm -hmm. But in reality, she's procreating with him. Yeah. And he had to yell at Crescent three times to show him his baby. Three times. Show me the baby. And he is so mad that he passes out on the bed. Then David goes to where Crescent is through a portal. Yeah, but I thought that was, that was weird. He's like, so I laid down on the bed and I passed out. I'm like, so you, what, you made yourself pass out? Right. And also part of me is like, okay, what kind of drugs are you on? It's the 60s, New York City. You're in art school. Exactly. Mushrooms. LSD? Acid? I don't know. Is that what people... Is LSD and acid the same thing? I don't know. I don't. I don't don't do drugs. Please tell us. Drugs are bad, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Mackey. That was beautiful. Okay. It's easy, okay? okay. (laughs) So now he passes out and Mm -hmm. teleports to where Crescent and the baby is, and he touches the baby, and it moves. Yep. Healed. He imparted his energy to it. Yeah, healed. Boom. Like Jesus, you you got healed. Um, so then this insect being takes David to a room filled with babies. And he wants to know whose babies are these. And the insect points, points to, him. to David. Yep. So David not only is in art school, but he has a <laughs> walk-in closet full of babies. 
definitely my nightmare come true. Wall-to-wall babies. Yeah, like, so in this painting, you see these shelves of babies. Mm -hmm. Like, ugh, gross. Yep. And he ends up having to touch all of them to make them better. (laughs) I hope the FBI is looking into this man, because I just feel like it's a Stan flashback. So I wound up touching them all. Yeah. Stan, our first episode, go listen to it. Turns out to be a pedophile. If you haven't listened to it, shame the fuck on you. Yeah. <laughs> but also, if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Yes. Um, we're glad you're here. <laughs> spending time with us in this horrifying but, story. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, okay, he's got to touch all the babies. Okay, well, let's just let's just move on. Yeah, so we do move on. We flash to Encounter 63, which is also New York City, but it's now 1968. David says he had totally flipped. Because he's... He's thinking the the baby died. Yeah. He's having like a sort of mental breakdown about this baby that died. Or a kind of drug thing. We don't know. So yeah, the two alien women come and grab him. And Force then, him to the floor. And then Crescent comes in and she's like, hey, what's your problem? <laughs> the baby didn't die, bitch. He's still <laughs> alive. And he feels better. And she's still holding it by the head. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. We did get to see a painting of how they were holding. Yeah. This baby, and it was yeah. like, are you trying to kill it? I Even I know that's not how you hold a baby. Yeah. You hold it as far away from you as possible under the armpits. <laughs> so that was... Exactly, Charles. Ugh. <laughs> no body contact whatsoever. <laughs> if you have a baby, I'm super happy for you. Babies just are not for me. Or me. Just like sharks. Both Scary. of us. Get away. <laughs> Must be why we get along so well. <laughs> One of the many reasons why we get along so well. So anyway, then he's calmed down and... Uh, All is well. All is well. We move on to remembering. Yep. Every time he experienced something, he'd forget it. (laughs) But it all started coming back August 17th, 1987. Yeah, not that far from my birthday. I was four years old. Oh. Wait, three, four, five. Math is hard. I was seven months old. Oh, you're such a baby. A little baby. Just a little baby. He was. 1987. I was basically born in 1987. Basically? Well, I mean, I was born the day after Christmas. Oh. Just for you listeners, that's how old I am. I'm telling you, I'm revealing my age. Miracle. I truly was. Um, My mom was in the hospital on Christmas, Antelope Valley Hospital in Lancaster, California. California? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm the only one in my family born in California. Trivia fact about Charles. Sweet. That's why I have this beautiful blonde hair. little California surfer baby. And he's wearing pineapples. Yeah, I feel like I should be in Palm Springs right now by a a pool with a cabana boy serving its delicious ice-cold beverages. Mm. Instead, we have boxed wine and we're sitting in my bedroom. I like it. It smells nice. Well, yeah, I have the Bath and Body Works going. It's my Mm -hmm. first time having a girl in this bedroom. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I am clothed. Yes, we are both fully clothed, Uh. unlike David and his encounters. So back, sorry for that sidetrack, but... You know, you love it. You love us. Uh, but he has he's had no encounters for a long time. He gets and married. I did not see that coming. I said, what a twist. I, yeah, I didn't either. And he has a son, a human son, named Michael. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he starts remembering things for whatever reason. Oh, It's the book. The book. He's, but David has been feeling their presence, but he never sees them. He's feeling mm-hmm. anxious and paranoid. He says it felt like he was he was a walking bowl of jello. Ah, uh, I feel like it's some sort of mental illness coming on. Right. Maybe. But maybe paranormal or the, activity. Or the terrifying realization that I'm married and I have a child now. 
Exactly. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just like, you Mid- know, he had this bohemian life, life where he just kind of right. uprooted himself. Yeah, he did. Went to art school, did what he wanted to do. Now he's married, has a child. Like, that's, I feel drastically different from what he wanted his life to be. Midlife crisis. Yeah, I guess it is. He's kind of midlife. Um, but he hears about Bud Hopkins, who is an artist and an abduction researcher. And we now, on the the documentary, we get to see photos of Bud helping abductees and conducting hypnotic regression, etc. Um, and David's like, I gotta get this book. I just gotta get this book. Yep. He reads the book about extraterrestrial sex encounters. David's memories come flooding back. And all I could think of was the Celine Dion cover of Meatloaf's It's All Coming Back to Me Now. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah. I love that album. I have that on uh, I'm cassette. I'm not going to lie. I love the cassette. The single on wow. the cassette. Because oh. I had a tape player when I was a kid. And like as rewards for my grades, my parents would buy me cassettes. And so I was like, I need Celine Dion, Spice Girls, and Smashing Pumpkins. Mm. And Better Than Ezra. But That is a good mix. Yeah. Gotta say. I love my music. But And so David's memories come flooding back. It's all coming back to him now. And he is so scared. It was just like image upon image upon image. It wouldn't stop. I think what bothered me the most is I didn't know what to do with it. I was so scared. So there's a meeting of aliens. And I think he's there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he wants to start... Since he's having all these memories, he wants to start painting them because he's an artist at heart. Mm. And they have this meeting and they all agree to just let him do it. Yep. After his first painting, and I'm not sure which painting that was, but he says, like, it was just such a release. He He was able to sleep. Yeah, he had a great night's sleep that night. And now we are exposed to his alien sex art. (laughs) Is what I wrote down. And I'm so sorry. (laughs) And, yeah, please... Please do watch this documentary or Please Google do. search. I mean, this is the best one we've watched so far. We see a painting of him sucking on an alien tit. Oh, well, and later we learn that was him... Coaching his alien babies yeah. how to nurse. How to nurse. But you just see this picture of... Bizarre. Painting of David There is a baby. A yeah, and there's yeah. a baby in the photo. And you're like, why are you sucking that tit in front of this baby? Yeah, and David is holding this painting up to the camera for us to see. Like He's, he's so excited. And all he wrote down was Ack. From Kathy, <laughs> the Kathy comic was Ack. Oh, ah! gross. And then, oh God, this oh. is the worst. Yeah, I, I know. OMFG, umfk. Mm-hmm. There are women aliens mm-hmm. around David jerking him off. Into a bowl on a table while the insect being watches. This is a painting. There is semen coming out of his painted penis into a bowl. I, I act like I couldn't even form words for this. What did you, I mean, um, what was your reaction to this? I, I was just, I could not believe my eyes or my ears. Horror. First of all. Sheer horror. I feel like with the technology that these aliens had... I mean, I guess I don't. I've never been into a clinic or anything, but I guess you still have to collect it in something. But it looked like a, a mixing bowl. A mixing bowl, a table, uh, orange. Like, why wouldn't you have them? Li- I don't know. I, yeah, I was. I was not prepared for it. I, I was, was not. I did not for see it. it going that way. Nope. I definitely did not, and I was. Why do horrified. you have to paint that, David? Why do you have to paint it? And there was so much semen. It was like frosting a, a cake. A lot. Like I. I don't know. I was like, that's 
That's is that a few days worth? Excessive. Shouldn't it be refrigerated? Yeah, I... So many questions, but also I don't want the answer. Exactly. You just read <laughs> my mind. You must be telepathic because I was... Yeah. Same boat. And then the, the giant alien yes. picture painting. It's a painting that's larger than David mm-hmm. or his height. I think it's larger. And it's a woman that he had sex with her. He had sex with her, too. But and it was it was supposed to be life size, I think. Yeah, and but he, it, yeah, that's right. She was a giant. Yeah, she was a giant. A giant alien. It Super was strong. not crescent. Not crescent. Looked like her though. So I don't know. Like I have so many questions from a psychology standpoint. Who yeah, but who well, wouldn't? And he said painting was like therapy for him. At least that's what I wrote down. So Yeah. yeah. Um, and we kind of watch him paint and he's telling us his stories at the same time and I love watching people paint. It is, it, I mean, it's therapeutic for us. I, yeah, I have Bob Ross's Bob show Ross. on Netflix. Exactly. I watch it and like his voice, like everything about Bob Ross. Could you I imagine though if Bob Ross was just like, and I'm just going to put a little dick here in the sky and, and there's you'd good, be like, I'm going to show myself getting jerked off by this alien woman. <laughs> Here's the little semen. Just putting out. Spurts. That's, that's so light and fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I definitely would not want to see that ever. <laughs> Gross. God. And then the little documentary. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, okay. It's like <laughs> stay puffed marshmallow <laughs> jizz. <laughs> That's how I would paint it. Okay. Just a little bit more nice. Zhuzh, give it some yeah. zhuzh. The documentarian asks if the memory becomes more clear as he paints, and he says yes. Yeah. So <laughs> he's working it out. He's. So, yeah, I and and so back to I guess kind of a psychology standpoint. David starts to tell us about his parents again. Mm. He says his parents drank a great deal. He got hit. They beat him. Yeah, and I mean, even though I mean, but earlier he said he grew up on a farm and he loved it and mm-hmm. it was great. He had a great childhood. Now all of a sudden, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, I I, I felt bad for him. Like being, I mean, it was the early fifties. Yeah. And I don't know how punishment worked in families. I don't know how it works now because I do not have children and I don't talk to people about how they punish their kids. But he was, he seemed very down about it. Like I was, like he was genuinely just kind of sad. He goes on also to tell us that his dad was cheating on his mom. He had a very tumultuous home life. So maybe like being on a farm, it was peaceful and he enjoyed that part of it. But he knew that he had to leave. He wanted to get out of there, which I mean, I would too, like if... Shit was crazy with my family. I'd be like, bounce. I, mm-hmm. Which I kind of did real in real life. Not to go deep, but I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, but also, like, you get older and you're like, I don't want to put up with this anymore. I yeah. got to get out of here. I can um, get out and I will. Yeah. And he goes on to say that he's very lenient toward his son, Michael. Or he was very lenient. His son, Michael's an adult now, but. Yeah. Yeah. Michael seems to be fine. Yeah. We do get to meet Michael. Yeah. But we do get to see more of David's script with his extraterrestrial experiences. They show kind of a close-up of his script. I said, he has gorgeous cursive handwriting. He does. Like, it was beautiful. And I was like, well, he, I guess, is an artist. So maybe he takes pride in, you know, the things that he does with his hands. Mm-hmm. Including women. And then... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <clears throat> and then he says it's easier to remember, or it helps him remember, and he remembers a little bit more every time as he's writing. Which kind of gave me the first, like... Are you just making up memories? No. Because I feel like I can do that. I can kind of convince myself of things. Right. I mean, I think that's a human 
No, trait, it's you know? definitely. I mean, I just Coping. saw the thing on a, on the news the other day about how early childhood memories are probably made up in mm-hmm. your head. I mean, you think they're real, but you saw pictures or you've heard stories and then you just formulate them as you're growing up. Yeah. Into actually being in that situation, but it never actually happened to you. Yeah. So memories from your childhood, you don't know. You don't know. For sure. He also, David, just remembers the time when he was a teen, he floated off of his bed. Oh. Which all I could think of was Ghostbusters when Sigourney Weaver starts, like, floating yeah, up. Yeah, and... but that was the thing, right? Like, they show him reading Intruders by... Yes. That guy, Bud Hopkins, he wrote a book called Intruders. So he's reading this book. I just remembered something. There was a time during my teens where I seemed to float off my bed. And then as I'm floating off the bed, I, I kind of wake up. And then I crash back down on the bed again. What made you just remember that? That's what I'm reading here. And I was like, clearly this book is influencing him. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so, flashback to the 80s, he reads this book, and then he gets a divorce from Janice, who was a mosaic artist, and his now ex-wife. Yep. Which I don't know why they thought it was important that we know that she's a mosaic artist. David said, you know, they'd been having problems, David then proceeds to tell her about his extraterrestrial experiences, his sex encounters. Yeah, she's like, no. Marriage is over. Done. And Janice declined all attempts to be interviewed for this documentary. Don't blame her. Don't blame her one Hell no. Because, I mean, there's a twist at the end of this. Yep. So. Then we get the title card, Other Voices. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be more craziness, but really it's just other people in his life. Mm Mm-hmm. That they're interviewing and kind of giving their perception of David. David also tells us that he told Michael about his extraterrestrial mm-hmm. experiences when Michael was younger. Michael is his son, if that wasn't obvious yeah. already. And I said, oh shit, we're meeting Michael. Yep. I was so excited. Okay. And then, wh- why? They open on Michael. Lifting weights. His, yeah, lifting weights. And- <laughs> like, I was like, damn, get it. But he's not. He's not attractive. I mean, I was like well, kind okay, of. Okay, well. I mean, he's not like some buff gym builder. Right. So He's just a normal nerdy looking guy. Yeah. You see him lifting weights because I'm. And, but then it says that he is an ESL teacher. Right. And I'm like, why? I guess maybe weightlifting is kind of a side hobby of his. Maybe. You wouldn't and, know it by looking at him. But I don't I know. Mean, he had super cute glasses on, though. I was like, cute ass glasses. That is my big note here. Yeah. But I just, it was just odd that they opened on him lifting weights. I was like, why is this a thing? But yeah, I don't know. I, it made me giggle. I don't know. I was into it. Okay, well. We saw him from behind. Now we know why. I mean, show me a slightly muscular guy lifting weights. I'm in. <laughs> Give it to me. I mean, I've had to see all this gross alien sex. That's true. Of all of the things that we've seen, this is the and least David's ejaculation. <laughs> yeah, just we had to we had to see a painting of that. <laughs> Yuck. So anyway, Michael says <laughs> his childhood was normal. Yeah. I don't really remember how I found out. Uh, I just remember the paintings and I just asked, you know, who are they? What are they? I guess at some point I was told 
But uh, there wasn't, there was never like a moment where we had like a big conversation about it. I guess my childhood upbringing was pretty easygoing, pretty normal. Well, the the extraterrestrial encounters are unique. He heard the story growing up about his dad's, you know, abductions and whatever, and he, it was just sort of part of his life, and he doesn't even think it's weird. Yeah, he said it, it never impacted his childhood. Nope. He, he was never worried or upset by it, which I was like, okay, I feel good. Like, he, he does yeah. seem like a pretty normal, well-adjusted human being yep. whose dad just had some crazy shit happen. Because then we get introduced to Anthony Lisa, the Tony. owner of Lisa's Deli, where David works part-time. Yep. I saw his paintings once. Uh, well, each one believes in his own ideas, and I respect that. Do you believe that David had these experiences? Yes, I do. That's what he tells me, and I just believe it. Um, I love this guy. He's very, very kind, and mm -hmm. he loves David. And he just says, nobody has to judge nobody else. Yeah, but um, but the way he looks, the way the eyes he gives you, he's just like, look, it's fine, but okay, I'm not. Yeah, and I'm I, not entirely there with David, but he's I, a good worker, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I never watched The Sopranos, but I feel like he is somebody <laughs> yes, who would exactly. be a character on The Sopranos. Exactly. And I mean, and he just, he's like, David's quiet, but he gets along well with all. Like, he's kind of beloved by their customers. What's nice is he's just so supportive of yeah. of David. Like, he's like, that's my friend. That's my employee. But I feel like he looks at him as more than an employee. Like, he's kind of like, if someone's picking on David, you're probably going to get murdered. You're going to get concrete shoes poured yeah. on and thrown into yeah, whatever definitely. river. I feel like he doesn't want to say anything bad about David. But I also feel, I feel like he's not quite there with him. But he's just too nice to say yeah. otherwise. Everybody seems to love David. I mean, he yeah. does seem like a very kind old man who's just got some sex got stuff. A weird st <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with sex. I'm not. Sex oh, I thought you said suck stuff. Oh, he does have sex stuff. Yeah. Both. He's got both. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Then we hear from Harold Eglin. Yeah. Eglin? Elga. Whatever. Yeah. He's an investigative journalist. And a UFO experiencer. He has not had sex with aliens. He, he is, is quick I, to tell I know, us. He's very quick to tell us. <laughs> I mean, he says he has not had sex with aliens before, but dot, dot, dot. He doesn't answer that. He doesn't complete his thought like, right. I totally would, or... He seemed open to it. Yeah, he, I'm sure he would. I don't know. He is a real journalist. He goes on to list all these people he interviewed. Hillary, I think, is one of them. All these political people, blah, 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 blah. I am involved in the UFO subject very intimately, both as an experiencer and as one who founded a support group for people who have had experiences of seeing UFOs, of having close contact with UFOs. And the group is called SPACE. The letters mean Search Project for Aspects of Close Encounters. Clever. Acronym, right? Is that the word for it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Space is an acronym, so. <laughs> it's an acronym. Like, we are smart. <laughs> and that's how he met David through this support group. Yeah. And also, he has a blow-up balloon alien. Yes! <laughs> which I said, Celesta, we definitely need a blow-up balloon alien. And? We do have one now. We got one. Her name's Karen. Karen. You will 
be seeing many, many pictures of the lovely Karen. If you haven't already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. If you haven't already, we so excited. gave her a little makeover. Mm-hmm. So she is styling and profiling. She needed it. She did. She's got some bags under her eyes and we can't fix those, but we can fix a lot of other things. And so, yeah, we now have Karen with us. Yeah. And we have Queer Eye for the Alien Eye. Um, <laughs> that'll be another podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, we're like, Karen, you can't be like Crescent walking around all naked. No. Like, people are going to get the wrong impression. Right. Girl, we need to dress you in something this respectable. Is not the 60s where people just walked around naked. All right. Which is why we selected the beautiful tutu that says, I love French kissing. Because, <laughs> I mean, Karen's here to party. She's not here for a long time. She's here for a good time. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I guess we go back to David tossing coins to figure out who the beans are and what this explanation means. So back, I guess, in the 80s or whenever he had read this book and started having these well, memories. And I guess he, but he, the documentary, I think, asked him if he ever asked these questions before and he said no. Yeah. So he starts asking questions like, who are these beings? What do these experiences mean, and why did they choose me? And he tells us, or the coins tell us, he was chosen for, or because of, advancement. Oh. Is what I had written down. Well, the last, yeah, why did they choose me, advancement. Yeah, like he's Um, advancing their race. Yeah, so who are these beings? I had creative power. What do these experiences mean? obstacles Mm. and then why did they choose me advancement and is that for him or for mankind maybe the aliens don't have art no you know what it was girl the aliens needed him to show them how to nurse oh god alien babies and how to hold an alien baby yes because no one i just thought of that i put the dots together they've been doing this for a long time and nobody ever showed them how to freaking breastfeed they were trying to feed them bugs the baby just wanted milk. Eat this moon cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. Eat the space dust in this moon cheese, child. What, you want the boobs? Oh. <laughs> Gross. Then I have Doug Old? Old? Yeah, who's another artist. Oh, okay. And a UFO experience. Yeah, so I who, remember him. Who shows up at David's apartment. I feel like this guy just... Had to make himself known in this documentary for his own art. Oh, and, yeah. You know, his he's working on this whole series of paintings. Mm-hmm. He is a fame... Seeker. Seeker, yeah. yeah. Wannabe. We're getting close to the end, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the next title card is Belief. Belief. Then we meet... <laughs> <laughs> we meet somebody else. Another somebody person. Else. He's playing with his Bigfoot statue. Oh, God. This guy. I have a picture of his comic that he will be ta- we will be yeah. talking about. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Crispall, mm-hmm. Crispall yeah. is a professor of philosophy and religious thought at Rice University in Texas. It's the paranormal that produces the science fiction, and then the science fiction loops back and influences the paranormal. It's not just that David remembers abduction experiences because he has a thousand uh, VCR tapes of science fiction movies. It's that he actually collected a thousand uh, VCR tapes because he had an abduction experience. It goes both ways, I think. And he himself spoke to David, and he says that David exudes a humane, personable nature. Why would David 
you know, be making this up. Mm-hmm. And then Jeffrey himself wrote about his, he wrote about erotic forms of mysticism. And I thought, really? Like, that's a, that's like a big enough topic in an educational yeah. atmosphere that you're going to get paid to write about erotic forms of mysticism. I thought the same thing. I was like, what an odd topic. There's a market for that? But, you know, I I kind of get it. My husband's a professor, so, like... <laughs> Does he write? He doesn't write about this stuff. He's in biology. Uh, okay. But, like, you need to get grants. You need to get funding. Erotic biology. You need to get noticed. So maybe this was Jeffrey's way of just being like, look, I'm just going to pick a weird topic and go with it. And Yeah. Like, threw a dart at... Random topics mm-hmm. and erotic mysticism is. Yeah. Um, if you want to make a name for yourself, that's probably the way to go. If you, listeners, dear listeners, have had dealings in erotic mysticism, please tell us about it. Like, I, that's kind of fascinating to me. I don't know why. I guess I just have never heard of it before. And I don't know what all it entails, but. We are open to learning more. Yeah. We, we are always open to learning more. Maybe not paintings or dick pics. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> But yeah, so unless you have a really nice, yeah, dick pic, a beautiful dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeffrey also goes on to say that religion, a lot of times, is weird beings coming from the sky and right. doing strange things to human beings. Yeah. I mean, the whole history of religions is essentially about weird beings coming from the sky and doing strange things to human beings. And historically, those events or encounters have been framed as angels or demons or gods or goddesses or what have you. But in the modern sort of secular world we live in, they get framed in sort of science fiction. Which I was like, you know what, that is, I guess, from what I've encountered in religion, kind of true. In Jeffrey's mind, I guess, David's story completely fits into religion and and dealing with Mm -hmm. other beings Mm -hmm. then we get a flash to a comic can you tell me about the comic okay uh comic book i don't have a comic book honestly well okay so um we actually it's very brief we get flash a flash to a comic of jeffrey in calcutta in 1989 oh yes and they just show a few images it's like a comic book and it shows jeffrey who has a very nice jawline in the comic Uh and he talks about his erotic experience and he says it's extremely erotic dramatic and scary that's right he had his own experience and i have a picture of this which we will be posting when this comes out when this is out and it yeah it was you can't really read all the words because they're off screen but it he's basically having sex with what might be an indian deity i don't know i don't know my religious different people but it looks like me and then then the whole his whole study makes sense because it's like oh you had your own experience or what you believe to be your own experience so of course you would try to study this on yeah make some sort of sense out of it and then you just kind of feel like he's just another crazy person who's also a professor and it's yeah and i don't know and he you know again he goes like what is the motive of the person telling the story he's not raking in the millions he's again talking about david so he's like yeah "Yeah, i believe him and uh michael david's son but also, he's not working in the millions, but he's also trying to write a script and sell it to people. So, would it be easier to sell a script if you've got this whole backstory about how you actually were abducted by aliens, so now your story is actually a true story? Yeah, I would think so. Mm. I, I, I could be filmed know. for a lifetime. I love those <laughs> movies. 
Sex and the Single Mom, watch it. Or the best Lifetime movie of all time, Gospel of Deceit. If you can find it, please watch it. Ooh. So good. So good. <laughs> Just make sure you have a great drink with you, whether it's coffee, iced tea, vodka rocks, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll need it. Um, okay. Yeah. So then we kind of go back through... The friends, and they're again just saying, maybe it is true. No idea. Michael, the son, best explanation for his dad's stories is it's true. Mm-hmm. Neighbor, who's hearing about this for the first time, I'm sure, I believe. And Anthony and Lisa is like, yeah, it could exist. Mm-hmm. Just as long as he keeps selling my meat, I don't care what he says. Oh my. Well, he doesn't say that, but I just, I said that. Selling my meat. <laughs> True story. David has been selling his meat for a long time. <laughs> uh, then we see the last encounter with Crescent painting. I miss her, but she's where she is, and I am where I am. I don't know what else to say. Would you have left the earth forever to stay the rest of your life with her? I think so, yes. I mean, if they had said yes, I would have gone with them, and I would have stayed. But it didn't work out that way. And I am like, how does Michael feel about this? How does that make Michael feel? I would abandon my child to go live with the aliens. I kind of thought the same thing. It's like, wow. Like, even I would know not to say that. Well, he had like 100 babies in space, so. You know, he's got one on Earth, 100 in space. (sighs) Priorities. Mm. He's got to teach them all to breastfeed. Oh, gross. (laughs) Never again. Uh, so now we get to go to exhibition. Yay! I was so happy for him. I know. I said David is showing his work in a gallery. Yeah. Go, girl. Yeah, exactly. With double exclamation marks with a smiley face. Exactly. Get I mean, it. Even if it is weird art, to have your work shown in a public space is just awesome. Yeah. Interestingly enough, he gets picked up by a big black SUV. <laughs> and he's excited for a show. Which I... The, seeing this big black SUV made me flash back to when he was in New York walking home and the black car picked him up. Mm-hmm. It was a large black car. I don't know. It just, it kind of triggered that for me. And then we get to see David looking at his art yep. and he, he's happy. So there's people are now in this gallery looking at his work. They're giving their opinions and David's there and he's telling these patrons about the beans and his yep. work. And this is when we also learn that the painting of him breastfeeding was teaching... Was teaching. The alien baby It wasn't just him sucking on an alien tit for no reason. Or for just... You might, you think they might have said that to us when we first saw yeah, that horrifying maybe. image. And it's still gross. Like, I do not enjoy seeing pictures of I think, grown men. No, it's just weird that, that that little baby's just watching him. Yeah. Without the backstory, it's very bizarre looking. Well, I don't know how alien human brain develop but i'm like do babies remember what they see like do they are they able to compute that like i thought it was just a primitive instinct to like breastfeed i don't know i'm not this is a question for ryan he's a biologist (laughs) right like he knows about yeah i'll ask him tonight okay good he he knows all about breastfeeding. be anxious for you to text me I'll Snapchat you. Okay. Our conversation. Well, you know, Snapchat, I always forget those. I don't know if you guys use Snapchat, but we Snapchat chat. 
and that shit disappears. And I'm like, I don't even I remember what I why, had for breakfast. What are you saying to yeah. me now? I don't understand why you're responding in this Do way. not make plans on Snapchat <laughs> chat because no one will remember what you just said. But anyway, the, the people who are coming in, bunch of young people, are just, they're very nice. Very hipster. Very hipster. <laughs> they're listening to his stories. They are, they seem enthralled. They are very interested in what he has to say. Whether they believe him for real or not, I don't know. But, and David is having the time of his life. Yeah, he's just kind of, he's lit up, Mm -hmm. uh, glowing. He's proud of his work. He's happy that people are there. I'm happy for him, I guess, in a weird way. (laughs) Like, I mean, I am. As a human being to a human being. Yes. I'm sure it feels great to have people show up and validate your work, or at least enjoy looking at it. And I have this, this made me want to paint again. You should. We, we could should. do a wine and painting night. Oh my god, we should. So he's telling these stories, and they sound like what you told us earlier. So, like, he's not really exaggerating the details or anything, which I thought was interesting. And these hipsters are eating it up. Yep. Or they appear to be. I mean, yep. I'm sure they're like, I'm being filmed. Like, I should, you know, behave. But nobody laughs at him or... Haggle, you don't heckles even, him. Yeah, you don't even get, like, side looks of, like, this guy's crazy. They're all listening very intently. Mm-hmm. They're all very... Being very polite. And yeah, and David, like we said, just having the time of his life. Yep. And according to him, it was a great show or a good show. And he had a great time. And he really enjoyed people looking at his work. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the last I had before. I guess it's the epilogue is what I wrote. They don't say that. Um, They just kind of give us text information about what's going on with these people. David continues to paint. And this whole time. He's been living with his ex-wife. Yep, that was a bomb. That was a yeah. bomb dropped on me. He's like, been living what? in Hoboken with ex-wife Janice for the past 20, 20 years. years. 20 years. So, what? I don't understand how that works. Nope. Um, I yep. guess he was like, I don't have anywhere else to go, Janice. Let me yeah, stay in Yeah, exactly. The only thing room. I, like, they, I mean, New York is expensive, so it probably maybe was better for them to just keep the brownstone that they lived in and in Hoboken. In Hoboken and yeah, split the rent and because she they're both artists, so mm-hmm. they're probably doing the best they can. Yeah, but he continues to paint the memories of his encounters while working one shift per week at Lisa's Deli, living the dream. <laughs> um, got his parliaments. and then we also hear or see that Michael has moved to Thailand, where he is happily married. <laughs> If you hear from him, please call 1-800-X-Queen. <laughs> I know I laughed so hard at that. I don't know why. I was, like, not surprised. Yeah, we see Michael just, and I guess his wife. His wife. Uh, looking very happy in a picture Ugh. with this this text. Those damn Thai women stealing all our men. <laughs> and then that's the end. I mean, it doesn't yeah, give you anything it. else. That is Elphine. That is it. So closing thoughts, Celesta, what, what do you think? Do you recommend this? I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Um, It was a fun watch, for sure. Yeah, like I said earlier, it's only about an hour, a little bit over an hour. Maybe don't watch it with somebody you would be embarrassed to see painted nudity and ejaculation with. Yeah, not a a mom and dad Yeah, I would definitely not watch this with my parents. Um, Titanic was hard enough for me to watch with them. Like, I left, actually, to pretend to go to the bathroom so I didn't have to be in there for the sex scene. (laughs) That's a good call. Yeah. It was a fun watch. I, I'm i not sure if I believe he was abducted. 
It seems to me like he likes to watch a lot of weird movies and read books, and then all of a sudden he has these memories, so... Yeah, he loved these sci-fi movies, and these figures that are in his paintings are clearly from sci-fi movies. Yeah, they they do show, like, bug people, and then he's Mm -hmm. got bug people, and then... And he's he's an artist. He is a painter. So he has a great imagination, I feel like, already. And he, I mean, he had showed some of his landscapes and stuff, too. And I I like his work. I think the most comical part was just how relaxed he was and forthcoming about all of it. Right, yeah. And that that makes you wonder in itself, like, he's making it up. And that's why he's got his story so straight. He repeats the same thing over and over again. Or... It actually happened, and that's why he's got a story so straight, and he can just repeat the same story over and over again. I don't know. I don't know. We, um, I, yeah. and you know, we don't really hear any more about what happened with his hundreds of alien hybrid mm-hmm. babies, where they are. We don't know what happened to Crescent. Um, if she still thinks about him, does she send him flowers? We don't know, but definitely an interesting watch, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that we, we did this yeah, one. Yeah, I'm glad you recommended this um, one. and we are super glad. That y'all joined us to listen to us talk about this because we do this for fun and we enjoy watching these things and hope that you guys enjoy listening to us. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have opinions, please share them. We would love to talk more. Opinions, suggestions. We love to hear what you guys recommend as far as documentaries or YouTube videos. I mean, we're pretty much open to watching anything paranormal or with UFOs, UFO cryptids, um, mm-hmm. just something that you uh, is kind of off the beaten path. We yeah. are definitely interested in and and hearing from you from you guys your stories. If you have any experiences, if you've been jerked off into a bull by an alien, by an alien, alien women, okay, yeah, I, I'm sure lots of you have been <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah, we want alien beings or cryptids. Or ghosts. Or ghosts. Because, you know, um, Lucy Liu claims to have had sex with a ghost. Really? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Lucy Liu, if you would like to be on the show. Yes, Lucy Liu, I love you. I just watched Set It Up. You're amazing. I've always loved Charlie's Angels and Ally McBeal. You are beautiful and I love you. <laughs> so please the come end. on our show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can find us online on the interwebs. <laughs> www. <laughs> Um, no, Facebook, we are Mysterious AF. Instagram, Mysterious underscore AF underscore podcast. You know, email. email yeah, Mysterious AF podcast at gmail.com. Interact with us. Interact with people on the on the Facebook page. We have our group page set up um, with announcements, pictures. Yeah, so please reach out. We'd love to hear from you guys and join Thanks. us again next time. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening. Yes, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And until next time, I am Charles. And I'm Celeste. Bye. That's the bonus podcast. (laughs) (laughs) How to get men to buy you drinks in casinos. (laughs)